Fascia is an absolutely amazing system. Years ago, most people didn't know what fascia was, where today, if you're in the health, wellness, and fitness industry, most know what this term means. Hi, my name is Deanna Hansen. I am the founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy. And my name is Quinn Castellane. I'm the VP of Block Therapy and Deanna's nephew. Welcome to the Fascia Masters podcast. Fascia is the connective tissue that holds our entire body together. The fascia system is involved in every aspect of your health, from pain, size and shape, how you age, athletic performance and recovery, and even managing trauma and emotions. The list goes on. When you learn how to decompress your fascia, you experience incredible changes to every level of your being. The Fascia Masters podcast discusses everything fascia and is dedicated to empowering you with the knowledge you need to become your own self-care advocate. To help you learn more about caring for your fascia and taking initiative for your health and wellness, we are giving you our ultimate fascia decompression starter kit for free. This will teach you five steps to control your pain, as well as an introduction to fascia decompression that you can apply today. Go to blocktherapy.com forward slash fascia kit. That's F-A-S-C-I-A-K-I-T. Today, we're speaking with Melissa Dealey, an integrative health practitioner and registered health coach. We discuss the onslaught of toxins that are present in the world and why it is so crucial to detox the body. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. We are going to be talking about the world of detox with Melissa. So Melissa, I'm so pleased that um, you're here with us today. We've already had some interesting communications. We have some people that are in both of our communities and let's dive into how you came about the need for detoxing the body and how this impacts chronic illness. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. And as with everything health, it's been a journey. And mine started about seven years ago when I was let go from my 24 year corporate career with an hour to clear out my desk and no word of thanks. And in that moment, I knew three things. One, I was never working for someone else again. Two, whatever I did next had to be more of service to humanity and the planet. And three, I had no idea what that was going to be, but I was open to being guided. And later that year, I came across a company in Vancouver, BC, that was specializing in brain supplementation. And that was my first aha because... I thought, well, I use my brain 24-7, and no one has ever told me that I could be doing more for the health of my brain. And I knew there was near epidemic levels of Alzheimer over here. But at the same time, I had a grandmother who was 99 years old, who still lived by herself, fully cognitively functioning, and cared for herself. And how did I get on her path? Now, I knew that I came from good genes, but I wondered was that enough? And I started thinking about her life in comparison to my life. And she was born in little old Christchurch, New Zealand in 1916, before all the toxins that we have in our world today were introduced. We know there's been 144,000 chemical toxins introduced into North America since World War II. So she was born prior to that and growing all their own food on their property. And then I looked at my life. Well, I had the good fortune to be raised in Tokyo, Japan, but it was the 1970s and the height of 
manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. So right there and then I knew that I was more toxic than my grandmother was and therefore behind the eight ball if I wanted to get on her path. And so I, st- I joined this company and I started learning about the brain and brain health, but also toxins and the impact of toxins on our brain and on our body in general. And four months later, I my oldest daughter got a concussion in her first grade 12 soccer game of the season. And she had actually just started using this brain supplementation. And because I wasn't working full time and because I had this newfound interest in the brain, I started going to all of her appointments with her. And I also realized it was a good thing I was because she didn't have the cognitive ability to retain everything she was being told by practitioners while concussed to come home and tell me what they said. So I needed to be the one that retained that information and then held her accountable to her healing journey between appointments. And doing all of that, I was also ensuring that she was feeding her brain really good nutrition because I figured, you know, if we eat well and look after our body when we're sick and we heal, it makes sense that we should be feeding our brain well when it's sick for recovery, right? Two months after that, I'm driving to Vancouver and I get a phone call from the high school that I need to go pick up my younger daughter because she has a suspected concussion from gym class. And in that moment, I literally look out my windshield kind of across the horizon of the water and up at the heavens and say, really, this is how you show me my path? Stop taking out my children. And I don't, I only have two daughters. I didn't have any more children, but now I have two very different concussions And I'm going to both sets of appointments. And that was my next aha. What do other people do that don't have a mom that conveniently isn't working in order to be able to go to all of these appointments and support them on their healing path? And not just for concussions, but for anything we're trying to heal from. Because we're in the mess of it. We're stressed. We don't know if we're doing it right. We don't feel good. And the body can't even heal in that stress state. So we need to be guided because then we can relax into the process, follow what someone's directing, and that allows us to heal more quickly. Well, I live in a small town. People knew our story. And before long, people were calling me to say, my son just got a concussion. What do I do? Or I have an employee that has a concussion. How do I support them in coming back to work? Or my husband has a concussion. And then from there, I was invited to work at a holistic clinic that was opening and help other people recover from concussions, excuse me, but I couldn't get insurance because I didn't have any training. So at that point, I called a friend who was a life coach because I had had life coach floating around in the back of my head ever since I got let go. But it had never landed. But I thought, well, now this is when I'm being directed to do this. This is the next step. And I call him and I ask, where did you do your life coaching certification? And he just said, you don't need to be a life coach. You need to be a health coach. And I went, what? What's that? I'd never even heard that term before, but it landed. And I researched health coaching certifications and found a few, found one that I loved immediately. And within 10 days, I had jumped in with their next intake and literally have never looked back. And as I got started, once again, I was sitting there going, why has nobody ever taught me this? How come I don't know this? Here I am over 40 years old, and I don't even know this about my own body. And I realized that 
in our busy go, 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 do, do, do world, that information on being proactive in our health is not readily available unless you choose to study it. And so that made me realize, well, if I don't know this, there's a whole slew of other people out there that don't know this either. And I, I just found I had this new passion for this knowledge and I couldn't get enough of it fast enough. And I, I went through my health coaching certification. I did my life coaching, really didn't have the passion for that, went on to mastery coaching. And then I found the world of integrative health. And with integrative health, I can run functional medicine labs so we can see where the imbalances are in the body. And then once we know that, we know how to guide the body back into balance. And I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. I don't cure. I'm simply looking for that root cause, which is imbalances in the body. But even before we get to that, we have this root cause of toxic overload because of those 144,000 chemicals that I mentioned that have been introduced since World War II. And our human body is just not designed to have to cope with that level of toxicity. Our evolution since the beginning of time has, is so slow, but that influx of toxins has been so rapid. And so our poor liver is literally getting bogged down and it can't do the job that it was supposed to do. You know, it's charged with keeping our body clean, cleansing our blood every six minutes. But when it is so bogged down, it's not able to excrete the toxins from our body. And part of that is the fact it's also undernourished. So we have a double whammy going on here. And it's undernourished because of our depleted soil systems. And the depleted soil systems result in nutrients that the liver needs in order to help our body convert our toxins to being water soluble so we can excrete them from the body doesn't happen it can't complete that phase well so the toxins stay in our body and then the liver has no choice but to store them in our fat closets because it's trying to do its best and keep them out of our bloodstream this creates inflammation in the body and that inflammation can then cause our cells to turn on our genes that predispose us to disease. And that is directly connected to the latest science of epigenetics. So it was actually Hippocrates who said over 2000 years ago that all disease starts in the gut. But the reality is, is science has just proven him correct recently. And that science is that it is not just our genes that dictate our health outcomes. It is, in fact, our genes plus the lifestyle we create slash the environment we create inside our body from that lifestyle that dictate our health outcomes. And what's really interesting about that is the genetics is only 5 to 10% of that equation. 90 to 95% of that equation is the environment you create inside your body. And that, to me, is really empowering because it means you have control, you have the choice of the type of environment you create inside your body. And when you know how to create a clean environment, you literally can change your health outcomes for the positive. You can create a body that is inhospitable to disease so that those genet genetics you have never get turned on. And in my case, I have the good genetics, but I was toxic. So I've chosen to create a body that is now clean by practicing detoxing so that I can get on my grandmother's path and live 
you know, and be fully cognitive functioning and die in my sleep at 101, like she did. I mean, that's a life well lived. But the reality is, is unfortunately in today's world in North America, the average person is dying for 10 years in a nursing home. That's not living. That is literally dying. And it doesn't have to be that way. Wow. Like I got chills there. You know, isn't it amazing to just to know that the 144,000 toxins, like how are we even for the unconscious people walking around? Like what a testament to the incredible container that our soul gets to thrive in and can thrive in, as you say, like if we take control of that inner world, I just love that, you know, that the whole piece of empowerment, because so many people are caught up. Well, you know, my family has cancer, so therefore I will too, or it has this. So therefore that's my, my reality. And to know that, and from just from my perspective on that, um, I love how in yoga, they say that we're born into life with a signature posture. And the goal of this lifetime is to break through that signature posture. I see that largely being a function of how we breathe. Um, because, you know, breathing is also a form of detoxification if we're doing it properly. But, um, yeah, the, the combination of all things that we need to do to combat the influx of stuff that's, you know, affecting us and, you know, beating us down and to know too, that we can rise above that and die at 101 or 130, whatever that looks like, but as, as a healthy human, as opposed to going through that slow, painful, degenerative suffering process. I mean, that's no, nobody wants to do that. So um, and it's so, not only hard on you, but it's hard on your yeah. family watching you go, you know, the emotional toll of that too, not to mention the expense, right? Yeah. Some people think, well, I don't need to invest in my health now because I have my health. But the reality is when we do invest in our health now, we have our health for a whole lot longer. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it costs a whole lot less than the cost of those 10 years when you're not really living, being kept alive in a nursing home. And That's I think people... Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're going. You're going. I was just going to say, and I, and I think people think that they have their health when they don't, because mm-hmm. we're so highly adaptable that mm-hmm. we can handle so much until we can't. So yes. we want to be proactive before we get to that point where suddenly we have no choice. We have mm-hmm. choices all the time. But again, just because you might be able to run a marathon doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. And, and I think that's where people get mixed up a little bit between fitness and health. And the yes. importance of putting health in the forefront of even fitness. Yeah. No, sorry, Quinn, you jumped in. I, I cut you off. Well, and, and actually just to go on your point there, um, a lot of people think detoxification comes through just sweating or they can just sweat everything out, but it, it comes out through a BM, through urine. I've heard through the eyes, through the ears. It's not just through sweat. So if you're just working out all the time and I was, I was an ex bodybuilder. So if I'm just pumping weights all the time and just sweating, 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 I'm like, Oh, I'm detoxifying, detoxifying from a night of drinking or whatever. It's like, you're not actually really detoxifying maybe a little bit, but it's not doing that much. Um, so that's where I think like, there's a big misconception about how to actually detoxify as well. And I have a lot of questions for you, but before that, um, you mentioned how we need like how much time it can take and how costly it is to be healthy. But it's like, and that's, that's something that bothers me a lot is I put a lot of time into making my juices, making my smoothies, making a really healthy meal. And people are like, man, like you spend so much time like on this. I'm like, 
well, this is going to prevent me from being really sick in the future, which is going to cost me more money, cost more time. And I'm like, people just don't seem to connect the dots there, which I find really interesting. So that's also something that we're trying to like portray to people as well is like invest in your health early start when you're young like if i have kids i'm gonna start feeding them celery juice and throwing them on a on a block when they're like babies you know <laughs> like that's just I, how i view it i absolutely love that and i love that you already have that view and that you respect that your health really is your greatest asset and when you have your health then everything else flows but unfortunately too many people have been raised where they you know if they don't have their health, they go to the doctor and the doctor gives them a pill and it makes them better. And so they get complacent about their health. They don't respect their body for what it is and they don't prioritize it. And that is really unfortunate. And so it's also my mission to be shifting that mindset for people and recognizing that if you invest in your health, the way you do your car, the way you do your house, then you get to live that long life full of energy feeling good with joy, with love, et cetera, et cetera, because that's what you get when you have your health, right? It's hard to feel joy and love and happy when you're feeling blonde, dragging your butt because you're so bogged down with toxins and stress and all of that drains your energy. So I love to say, and this isn't mine, I heard this from someone else, but I adopted it because I love it so much that when the body first talks to us, it whispers, in the gentle touch of a feather. Mm. And if we don't listen, it might come along and thump us with a brick. And if we still don't listen, it's going to whack us with a wrecking ball. And the reality is, is we all know someone who's been whacked by that wrecking ball, thumped by that brick. And I like to work with people when we're at the feather stage or the brick stage by creating awareness around the way our body talks to us. The symptoms that aren't supposed to be written off as aging, genetics, seasonal allergies, but instead uh, queried, why do I have this symptom right now? What's going on and what can I do about it? Again, it's a societal norm, unfortunately, in our do, 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 go, go, go world that we just have to push through. And so that's where we've come to this place where everybody is writing off these symptoms, ignoring their body when it's whispering. And so then the body says, well, you're not paying attention to me. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to ask you to do something different. I have to give you a bigger signal, right? And then that's the brick. And then it gets to that wrecking ball stage. So the doctors in ancient China and ancient India didn't get paid if their villagers got sick. Mm. I love that because mm -hmm. those doctors were motivated to teach their villagers how to be proactive in their health. And that means in looking at the whole lifestyle, right? And I would love to see us get back to that place today and have more people like you, Quinn and Deanna, where you are proactive in your health and you choose your health first every day. Because when we do that, we truly can live our best life, the life that we want to live. And, you know, it's, you know, people like you, Melissa, and what we're doing here, we're building bridges for that because it is such a stretch for somebody that's been indoctrinated into a certain mindset their entire lives. 
and to see their generations or their, their parents, you know, go through a certain process and then to take yourself out of that. Like it, it's, it's really a restructuring of, of everything that you understand and know. And to, it, again, if you've looked at the, at the, at the doctor as being, you know, your health savior, like I, I, I feel for the medical, the medical profession, because that's not their job. I mean, like, how can you go into a doctor's office with a habitual lifestyle of not looking after yourself and have someone else look at you and be able to say, Oh, here you go. Now, now you're well, like we, we've put that on them and that's not their job. Like they have so many things that they do in such a beautiful way to care for us. But at the end of the day, like if, if we're not caring for ourselves, nobody else can. And, mm. and that's really what it comes down to. And, and somewhere we lost that. We, we lost yeah. that information that we should, we should know how to look after our bodies. Now it wasn't taught to us. So I think things are changing in that regard. And there's so many people out there that, you know, see the, see the potential for us to take control of our health and our life and turn things around. And you can be at that point where you are basically being beaten and you can still turn it around just because you get to that point where you didn't hear the the feather or the brick, you can still turn it around, even if you're that at that place, but it takes time and it takes effort and understanding of, you know, like you're, you're going to have to go through some healing crises and they can be pretty um, impactful in how you see things. If you don't have that right connection and those bridges, but that's, what's so beautiful about what you're doing is you're creating this community yourself as are we to build these bridges and to help people along that path so that they can get to that point where now it's just the brick and then it's the feather. And then, Hey, look at me. And now you're the one speaking to the rest of the people saying, look what I did. You can do that too. Exactly. And it's, it's so true what you say there. I like to say that your dis-ease doesn't have to be a life sentence. And, you know, we only know what we know, or we, uh, the other way around is we don't know what we don't know until we need to know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I love to encourage people to build a network of people that can help them with their health. So we have a network of friends. We have a network of business colleagues. Maybe we have a network of parents that help us with shuttling kids back and forth. But do we have a network of healers that we can turn to in that moment when we need to know? Or that we can learn from along the way so that we never get to that urgent point of need to know, right? And the clients that I work with, they're coming to me for a number of reasons, but many of them are frustrated because they know something is wrong, but they're being told by their doctors, nothing is wrong because what's wrong isn't showing up in the regular blood work. And again, we are our own best doctor in the sense that we've lived in our body our entire life. And so when we do pay attention to the symptoms and we know something is wrong, I want to encourage people to be looking into that. And trying to get to the root cause of that problem. Because when we know the why, then we also have an inclination of what we can do about it. And to not just accept there's nothing wrong with you. Get that second opinion. Or sometimes people are frustrated because they're being given one option. And it's a drug that you have to take for the rest of your life. And there's nothing else offered. And, you know, maybe that's also because of the, you know, limited education. Nobody can know everything, right? Doctors have been taught one way. I don't know how to be a surgeon. I'm never going to be a surgeon. I don't try to be a surgeon, right? So we know what we've been taught. 
but people are getting given one option. And I want people to know that there is always an or. You can look for another option. You can get a second opinion. And that's where having your network of healers is helpful because you can find the people that can give you alternative options. And that's what's really empowering, right? And in doing so, you're taking back your power instead of giving it up. When we go to the doctor expecting them to fix us, that's just giving up all our power to that doctor. And as you said, that doctor can't fix us if we haven't been looking after ourselves well. There isn't a magic pill. But when we take back that power, then we can, you know, it is a journey and people have to be willing to put in the work. But the people that I work with, I'm often saying this is a three to six month protocol. How long have you been suffering? Oh, look at that. It's been 10 years. How amazing would it feel to feel better in three months? Oh, and look, let's start with the detox. And in 21 days, you're already starting to notice less inflammation on the body and you're starting to feel better which then tells them I'm on the right path and then they're motivated to keep going. And that's the beautiful thing about our human body is when we create the environment for it to heal, it starts healing right away. And I love that because then we want to keep healing. Just about the adaptability too. Like it, it goes both ways. You know, we, we cannot pay attention and we can adapt and adapt and adapt until we can't, but we can also adapt very quickly back the other way. And, you know what, I, I, everything in the universe is a mirror of itself. And I just loved how even at the beginning of the pandemic, when suddenly the world pretty much shut down, how quickly the air became clean and the dolphins, you know, came swimming back into to Italy, uh, to Venice. Venice and I mean, like yeah. you were hearing all these beautiful stories about how fast nature clears itself up when we stop the pollution. So as much as we can't control the pollution at this moment that we're being infiltrated with, we certainly can control how our internal system works through process, right action, clean eating, all of the things that, that we need to do. So again, such an empowering message to share with people, because I think so many are just so flogged down. And then again, even the emotional stuff, of course, I mean, not even yes. that's, that's such a hugely impactful component on health. I mean, I know myself when um, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with things. It, it can certainly, you know, take the light out of life when, when you're emotionally impacted with a bunch of stuff and, and to recognize too, that we need bridges for that as well. And I think a lot of us feel ashamed or we feel a judgment when we're, mm -hmm. when we're not our best and we're afraid, especially when we're in the world of healing, you know, and we know that people are looking to us for solutions and answers. And then you yourself are in a moment of, of chaos and, and feeling not yourself. And yet, so, so that, that in itself is hard because you want to be there for your people, but you're also human and you're also impacted by, you know, the craziness of this life right yes. now. But um, that's where those bridges in that community are so incredibly important and empowering because we all need, we all need those hands reaching out to us um, in moments. And there's no room for judgment ever in this process of healing, no matter what you've done, no matter where you're coming from, we all, we all should just feel that, that beauty within each of our cells that is here to support us on this incredible life that we're living through at this very moment in time. I mean, we've chosen to be here for a very, very important reason. So we, we just need to remember that and forgive ourselves, you know, when we're not feeling up to being the human that we want to be because, you know, life is challenging. 
And I, I agree with all of that that you've said. And um, so that's, again, where a network comes in, right? I yeah. have coaches. I have community. That's not necessarily my, you know, my client community, but I have support community for that, those exact moments when I need a place to go. I can go into that community, right? And in this day and age, it's very often online and in social groups, et cetera, et cetera. But a place where I know I'm safe and I can say what I want to say or share what I'm feeling or whatever to release it, let it go, you know, and having those tools to be able to do that, I'll often turn to music and I have, you know, energy shifting tunes to shift how I'm feeling in that moment and let my body process those, you know, emotions that are coming up. And what's also really interesting is when people do the detox program with me, because it's a, it's a functional medicine detox. This is a deep detox. It's really getting in there and supporting the liver, supporting the kidneys and getting stuff out. It will start to bring up emotions. And I've had people tell me in the first few days, I just want to cry. And I'm like, then cry because it's your body asking for that release. Right. And they're like, well, why does a detox want to make me cry? But it's because we've stuffed down those emotions on top of all of the toxins and the body's just trying to let it all go. And it's totally normal. And again, as you say, absolutely no judgment. And that was, you know, one of the first things I learned as well in health coaching school is turn judgment into curiosity, right? And that I loved that. And it was something that I was able to shift really easily um, because it really aligned well with me. But as I was looking at all the different ways that we go through life judging, like even just driving down the road and seeing someone dressed some way and judging the way they're dressed, like, who are you to judge that? Right. And so let it go. And when you let all of that go, and then you work with people and the, the judgment becomes curiosity of, well, you know, why are you in this place right now? What's happened to get you here? And once we understand that it's part of getting to that root cause. So now we know how to deal with it. Now we know how to move forward. And the, the key to getting all those toxins out or the importance of getting all those toxins out before we start the healing process is simply that the healing process happens so much more quickly when we get rid of that right? If you buy a new couch, you're not going to put the new couch in before getting rid of the old couch. It's kind of the same thing with our body. And I like to liken it to an overflowing trash can in a city park that it's already overflowing and you put more garbage on top. Even if you put something good on top, where does it go? Does it go down inside the garbage bin? No, it falls to the side, right? So when we first detox and release the toxins from our body that we know we have because we live in a toxic world, we can't avoid them. So we have to do something about them. When we release them first, then any healing pro protocol that the body needs in order to come back into balance actually gets to the cells that need it so that it can, that healing process can happen that much more quickly. And that's what I love about the power of detoxing. And I truly believe that if the whole world could implement a practice of detoxing, and it is a lifestyle, it's not just detox once and then you're good for life. I detox, you know, I do a 21 day detox annually, but the rest of the year quarterly, I do seven day detoxes. Today's a fasting day. I just do one day with my shake powder of fasting and letting my body get into a state of autophagy or deep clean so that it can move those toxins out and you make it a lifestyle. And when it becomes that lifestyle, it's actually really easy to do because your body's used to it. My body loves the fasting days. 
even when my brain's like, oh, you're going to fast tomorrow. You don't get any food. My body's like, yeah, (laughs) 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 which overrides my brain. Right. And it's one day, big deal. And I do feel so good as a result of it. And I know that I'm doing something really good for my body. And so I, even in my brain, love to do it. And if we could all do that, we truly wouldn't have the chronic illness that we have in the world today. Because all of that chronic illness is lifestyle diseases, whether it's obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia, some forms of cancer, leaky gut, autoimmune diseases, all of them are triggered by lifestyle. And when we start to make those shifts, we get the toxins out, we shift the lifestyle, people can truly heal. It is not a life sentence. And the reality is, is that Ayurvedic medicine in India, Latin American cultures, Asian cultures still detox to this day. And look at their level of those diseases. It's so much lower than the Western world. And in the Western world, we're simply taught that for good health and hygiene, we should shower and we wash our outer body, but we're ignoring our inner body. And that just simply isn't enough in today's world if we want to have good health. Focusing on your inner body also helps cleanse your outer body as well. It's also just amazing how how fast you can cleanse or heal when you're on a cleanse and you just allow the process to happen. Um, I've been following a lot of like the medical medium stuff and I've done a couple of the 369 cleanses. So they're nine days. Sure, like once you get on day five or day six, you're like, hey, nine days is a long time. (laughs) But the first time I went through it was a lot more challenging Mm -hmm. than the second time I went through it. The second time I'm like, I feel really good. Like my body wants this kind of food. It doesn't need all of this. I do eat animal protein, but I don't like need it. I actually felt better without it. And like how light you feel and how less anxious I was. And I'm not like, I think I was born an anxious person. And then a lot of stress kind of hit about 10 years ago or so. And you don't really realize that I didn't even realize that I had that stress or that anxiety. I just thought that's how you're supposed to be. If you're driven, like just go, 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 go. There's no stop. You watch motivational videos, keep going, keep going, keep going. So I always thought that I needed to just focus on like meditation which helps significantly. It really does. Does Doing block therapy helps significantly with my stress and my anxiety. Like I can block my calves and then I feel way less anxious. Like who would have thought blocking your calves can make you feel less anxious. I can block my liver, feel less anxious. So then I'm like, okay, this is amazing. But then when I started changing my diet, you realize that brings you to a whole other level as well. And you just realize it's all connected. Like everything is all connected and your body needs to really heal from many different layers and levels. Your body needs to be ready to heal. That's why I like how you said you need to detoxify before you actually heal. You need to clean out, get would always say you need to clean out the closet before you put in new clothes. You can't just keep shoving in new clothes and keeping your old stuff in there. So it is a lifestyle and that's what I love about it. But you have to retrain yourself because we haven't been taught or communicated this ad. I'm, I'm, I'm during this, this conversation. I'm trying to think of like, when has anybody taught me how to eat healthy, like actually eat healthy? Where, where was my education in school? 
even when I went to like a nutrition course in university, I'm like, where do they actually tell me true health? It's like, I've been eating like that so-called healthy and like didn't do anything for me. Cause like, I've had the feathers kind of tickling me a bit saying like, Hey, wake up. I've had a couple bricks hit me as well from the stress. And then that's where I realized I need to start like reducing my stress. So I thought it all came down to like meditation and then like, of course, blocking and expanding my entire body. But then when I really changed the nutrition, I felt all of those tie in and everything just exponentially started to change and to heal. And then I'm like, I didn't even know I could feel this good. Like I almost didn't want to allow myself to feel that good because it just felt like I'm like, this is, how can I feel this calm? Like nothing was bothering me. And then of course, you're not perfect all the time. So then you kind of bring in bad old habit habits, but then you have to forgive yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't, can't feel negative towards that we're human. And then you come back onto it and then you just kind of keep you're moving in the right direction, but you might have those, set, those setbacks and those setbacks aren't pulling you back. It's just part of that journey. It's, it's like the typical saying, like there's, there's no linear line to success or to healing. Like there's going to be those ups and downs. I love all that you've said there. And something that I love to ask my clients is just how good are you willing to allow yourself to feel? And when I guide people through my detox program, I'm providing them recipes and I'm teaching them the right way to eat for their unique body. Mm. When we tune into our body, our body will tell us, right? There's also some, you know, programs I have them do to determine like, does your body like animal protein better than plant protein, right? To understand that and what gives them more energy, et cetera, et cetera. But all, I agree with everything that you've said and that we aren't taught this. And that was really my aha, though, all those years ago is how come I don't know this? I've never been taught this. And so now that's why I'm out there teaching it as you guys are as well. And the more that we all share, the more that people start to realize what I put in my body matters. And that it's not just about chasing the latest fad diet that's in the magazine at the supermarket checkout, because my girlfriend said it worked for her. Every single one of our microbiomes is as different as our fingerprints. And therefore, the way we feed our body is as different as well. And mm. so somebody might do well on a certain type of diet for, and then you try it and it doesn't work. And then you beat yourself up, but it simply doesn't work because you're different and there's nothing wrong with you. You just have to figure out the right way to eat for you. Mm. And so I spend time, you know, teaching people that and having them understand that. And the more we listen to our body, the more our body will guide us. And so having that inner awareness is so critical. So I love that all of you, all that you've shared there, Quinn, it's, I'm so glad that you're on this journey at such a young age and uh, sh sharing it with your uh, group of friends, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. It's actually really cool because another thing I realized is don't tell people to do things, just be the example. And then people will start to change like that. That was like a big aha moment I, I had recently is I never, and this, I actually really taught this from Deanna. It was, it was funny. Um, whenever she was working on me and I'm in a lot of pain, Deanna can say like, Hey, well, I can like ease off. Just let me know if you want less pain or whatever. And then she put the control into my hands 
So then I'm like, oh no, I can handle this much pain now because I'm in control. So it's similar to block therapy. Like I'm the one in control of the pain. So if I know that pain's just a language or body is letting us know that we're compressed, restricted, then it's like, okay, then why am I scared of this? Let's just breathe through it. It's just, it's just a signal. Um, my point was <laughs> coming to like nutrition, like if I'm telling somebody something, they're, they just feel not obligated. It, it almost feels better for you to say no. It's like, no, I'm not, I'm not listening to you. But as soon as I just post myself drinking celery juice or something, or, oh, this is my point. Um, my girlfriend, for example, she was eating like a completely different diet. And then I'm like, I'm not changing my juices and what I do. And I'm not even saying do it. I'm not even saying this is something that you want to do. And then I'm, I would just eat my food, prep it, make it really healthy, have my lemon water, my celery juice, my smoothies, my like soups, whatever I'm making. And then without me saying anything, she started, she like researches and she's like, Hey, I just bought a juicer. And I'm like, you didn't even try it. <laughs> like, you know, and then she's like, Oh, I'm looking into this book and I'm trying this detox. And that's me without even like suggesting any of it. I was just saying, Hey, if you just want to continue to eat what you're eating, I support what you're doing as long as you're feeling good. But if you ever want to listen to what I have to share, I'm always open to it. And then I'll share a few things and then they do their research. So just being that example where you're not telling you're just showing is where I've found people really start to follow because now a lot of my friends and a lot of her friends are starting to do it because she's just kind of posting about it. And it's this little trickle effect. Mm -hmm. So that that's how I felt is like the best way of communicating to improve people's health is be the example. Don't try to force it too much. I agree a hundred percent. And people have to be ready. Like I can't work with anybody who isn't ready to do the work themselves because I can't do the work for them. They have to be willing to do the work themselves. And it, it is different, but if they come open-minded and ready to embrace the change, then they can absolutely be successful. And some people mm. might think, oh, detoxing the food's going to be awful. I'm going to feel awful. It's going to just be this horrible experience. And it's not, right? I set them up for success with de delicious recipes that every single person I've ever taken through this detox is, wow, I didn't even know mm. that eating healthy could taste this good, mm -hmm. right? And then they continue using the recipes afterwards because they're not just for the detox. You can eat them anytime. I eat them anytime. But many people are so amazed that A, they can even cook and B, that it can taste that good, right? And then they realize, oh, it's not that hard. And initially, to your point, it might take a little bit more time to prep those meals because you're not used to what you're doing or it takes longer than, you know, stopping at McDonald's and picking up something. But the more you do it, the more, the easier it gets and the quicker it takes, right? And the other thing to an earlier point that you made about you fall off and then don't beat yourself up is. I always teach the 80-20 rule because we are human. And so I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I'm not perfect. We just, as humans, we're not perfect. But if we live by the 80-20 rule and we serve our body in a way that feels it well 80% of the time, it can handle the 20% of the time where maybe we're celebrating or we're making choices that aren't necessarily serving our body as well. But hey, it doesn't matter in the moment because you know we're with friends, we're doing whatever. Unfortunately, most people are the other way around and they're 
fueling their body well only 20% of the time and 80% of the time, the choices aren't necessarily the best choices because they're rushed or they're, you know, they haven't got anything made, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when our body starts to break down. I think one of the things too, that, um, you know, I really recognized years ago, I I remember when I was younger, I was a a diet Coke addict. I mean, like, that's what I I was thinking. Okay. There's no calories. So I'm just going to like drink liters upon liters of this every day. Like I, I just, I squirm at the thought that that was like how I used to treat my body. But what was really interesting for me over the years was as I started, you know, becoming cleaner with my eating, if you put something in your mouth, that's not clean, processed, whatever, boy, do you ever taste it? And, and your cells know immediately that, wow. Okay. I also remember when I was um, creating my very first program, part of it was conscious eating. So it's not only about what we eat, it's about how we eat. And if we really take that time to chew our food, mm-hmm. you like for, for me, I remember, I mean, when I was a mess, I used to, I used to go to a movie and I used to eat a family size pack of M&Ms all by myself. And I don't think I enjoyed even one of them because I was guilt eating. I was right. throwing them in my Amazing. mouth to choose swallowing them and feeling guilty. And yet, you know, continuing with this, with this process. And then when I really stopped and I started chewing my food, now I, I simply can't put something in my mouth. That's not real food <laughs> because immediately you taste it and you're like, oh, okay, that's not what I want. So um, it, it's just interesting because our cells, if we give our cells the time and attention to really listen to what they are saying to us, it, it's simple. It's just, we have to, we have to start. And what I love too, is we don't have to start with a bunch of things all at once. We can start with one thing. And mm-hmm. I, I love it how they say, like, instead of thinking of dieting, add one thing good, and then something will naturally drop away. And then add two things that are good. And then something will drop away. So it's also that we can take things in steps because it can be really overwhelming if we're starting from a very sick place to, you know, having this ideal of, you know, I want to feel good and be healthy, but you know, that it's a bit of a journey and just knowing how quickly though, when we do give our bodies that time and attention and love and support, um, things, things can reverse and clean out very quickly and we can build we can build health, health. Again, these bodies that we've been given by God are truly phenomenal. I mean, I I'm blown away. I love watching the life of a cell by David Belinsky, where he shares what goes on inside every one of our trillions of cells and the absolute beauty and synchronicity and the universe of activity that is happening in every single one of these cells to give us the chance to thrive. And we need to look after those little guys. because If we don't, how can they look after us? So (laughs) And then on top of that, just understanding our microbiome and the trillions of microbes that we have inside us. And we have more of them than we do human DNA in our body. And they're there also to live within us symbiotically to break down our food so that we can get the energy from the food that we're eating. And uh, so all of it, all of us is so incredible when we start to understand that. And the interconnectivity as you were talking about Quinn too, is you know, I work with a lot of women that are menopausal and have hormone imbalances and connecting the dots for them as how a lifetime of, of stress has triggered this between the stress, reducing progesterone production as it increases cortisol production and the toxins and the, the uh, endoestrogens coming in through personal care products, et cetera, puts our hormones out of balance. And then that gives us symptoms. That again, as society, many women accept as just being, I have to live through this because I'm menopausal 
and not realizing actually it means my hormones are out of balance and I can do something about it. And so we are so interconnected. And again, that wasn't ever anything that I was taught. I used to, you know, kind of think of mainstream. If you had heart disease, you only look at the heart, right? If you had liver disease, you only look at the liver and it's not like that. Our body is always trying to do the best it can with whatever we're giving it. And things can go sideways when we're not giving it what it truly needs on an ongoing basis, but things improve rapidly when we start to realize what our body needs, pay attention and give it what it needs. 100%. So how can people find you? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening to this that are going to want to dive into your program. And uh, so give us a, a little synopsis of what that looks like and how they can find you. Sure. So my website is simply yourguidedhealthjourney.com. My email is melissa at yourguidedhealthjourney.com. On my website, you can find my detox programs under programs. Uh, my group program, which is uh, a very all-encompassing program, it's now a five-week program. Week one is setting you up for success on the detox. You don't start the detox that day. I literally explain the whole program and you choose the start date that works for you. I have people on an app when they do this program so that they can chat with me and communicate with me throughout, um, get their questions answered. Cause it doesn't matter how much I set you up for success. When you go away and start living it in your life, you're going to have questions. When we get those questions answered, people can be successful because people fall off when it's our brain that starts chirping at us. What are you doing? This is different. Why are you making these foods? Why aren't you eating today? This is hard why don't you just come back over here where I know I can keep you safe in your comfort zone. And then, you know, we start to listen to those voices in our head and we give up. Right. But when we can actually talk back to our brain and go, no, I do know what I'm doing and I can get my questions answered. Then we can keep going and invite our brain to come with us to a new place of health over here. So that's all week one. There's a lot of psychology in this too. Week two is where we dive into nutrition, busting up nutritional myths, the right way to eat for your body and then supplements. Cause again, due to our nutrient depleted soils, we are in an age where we need to be supplementing, but you know, you walk into a health food store and you're like, where do you start? Right? So understanding how to find quality supplements. So you're actually getting for your money, what you're wanting out of that supplement. Week three, we dive into digestion because we're not just what we eat, we're what we absorb. And so many people in the world today, have digestive systems that are not functioning well. And so understanding how to turn on digestion is really helpful to people. And then week four is how not to retox after your detox, because you haven't done all of this work to just go back to the way you were, right? What healthy habits are you wanting to take with you? How do we make this a lifestyle, et cetera? And then week five is sugar, because sugar is in everything in this day and age. Where is it sneaking into your diet? Even if you're reading labels and what sugar alternatives are there and how can we lower that sugar impact and reset our taste buds as you were talking to before so that you're still honoring your sweet taste buds, but without all of that processed and GMO sugar in your diet. So that's how the program works. And I absolutely love the results that my clients get on this program. And uh, as I said earlier, it's, it's life-changing because now after at the end of the program, you know how to create a body that is inhospitable to disease. That's wonderful. Wow. Thank you so much, Melissa. This has been incredibly enlightening. And I'm sure all of our viewers are going to, 
if not join, you, you've awakened people to the potentials that we all have and actions that we can take in the moment. And that that's just so, so wonderful. So um, Quinn, do you have anything else you'd like to share? It, it's funny because if people could, a lot of people don't realize that they don't even feel good because they're so used to it. They're so conditioned by feeling terrible. That's their new normal. So if people could just feel for like five minutes, what it's like to feel to that next level, I think that would be a motivate. Obviously that's not necessarily possible, but that would motivate like the world to just start. But I think this conversation enough will motivate people to start because we are so toxic, the heavy metals, the pesticides, the stuff they're using like everywhere, like the 144,000 additional chemicals that have been added into our society since World War II. That's disgusting to think about. Like it really is. So I think all of this <laughs> like should just motivate people enough. So this and has I been do, really cool. Yeah. And to your point, Quinn, I, I think also what's helpful is, is that's where, you know, we, we lead through example. Um, I, I remember one of our very first teachers who was in her late sixties when she started, um, she was always reaching out saying like, how do I convince people? How do I convince people? And I remember I had so many conversations at the beginning of her work with us, with women that reached out to me because they said, I saw the changes in her. So therefore I want those changes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't what she said or how she tried to convince. It was simply her living the proof and people saying, okay, if she did that, I can do that. And then I want it. So mm -hmm. that's why it, you know, where, where it's just so helpful to have, you know, people that might be one or two steps ahead of you on the journey, not, you know, somebody way over here, who's like, you know, perfectly healthy from here, but like, that's where that community is so powerful. And why I love our block therapy community, because we have people from all walks of life, all different levels of health and fitness and all of those things. But people share that I started and I couldn't walk up the stairs yesterday, but today I could without pain or whatever it is, right? It, it's those little baby steps. And when you can see others doing that and implementing it and them getting results, then you know you can too. So that's why it's so important to have community and people all along the way in their journeys sharing. And then again, you can, as you, your body starts to cleanse and you start to become more awake and aware, then you can add in more things because there's so many things that we can do. And all mm. of the tools are, are helpful, but not necessarily all of everything works for everybody. As you shared, Melissa, like we mm -hmm. have to find our way and we have to be allowed to try and fail so that, mm -hmm. and I mean, failure is simply just, you know, it's just giving us information so we can try something else. And then if mm -hmm. it does stick and work, then wonderful. And then you can open yourself to trying something new again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, 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 a pro it's a process. <laughs> Sure is. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I agree a hundred percent with, with all of that. So yeah, people just, you know, recognizing that to your point, Quinn, people don't know that they're not feeling good anymore. And so my question is when you wake up in the morning, do you jump out of bed excited for the day full of energy? Mm. Because that's what our bodies are made for. And if we're not jumping out of bed, excited for the day and full of energy, that's when it's time to get curious and say, what's going on? Why not? Why am I not sleeping well? What, 
what here can I be doing and shifting and what one step can I start to take in order to change that instead of accepting this as my normal, because life isn't meant to be lived in a blah state. We're supposed to thrive and, you know, really live a joyful life. And we absolutely can when we choose to step into that. That's a great point. That's a great point for everyone to just ask themselves, am I waking up ready for the day? Do I have energy first thing in the morning? Do I want to jump out of bed in the morning? Majority of the time I do, but there's times I don't. I'm not, again, like I'm not perfect either. There's times where I, I cheat, I drink, I do this, I do that. And I realize there's consequences to it. And it's like, okay, get back onto the horse and just keep doing it. And just making that your lifestyle. And once you start feeling the changes, my, my whole diet has completely changed within the past year. And I never thought it really would like completely changed. And I feel so much better for it. And it just takes consistency and that will become your new normal, your new habit. That's, that's just what, you know, now it's like, why would I go back to eating that way? If I felt like that. So again, it's once you start feeling and noticing those changes, then you're riding the wave. And that's where a lot of the magic happens. And that's what I love about our human body, because Mm -hmm. it supports us in that process, in that motivation to keep going by when we feel better, we continue to be motivated to keep Mm -hmm. going on that path. Totally. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Mm. This has been absolutely wonderful. And um, I'm sure we're going to be working together more and continuing on uh, being bridges for people and examples as well. And that's the key. So we can uh, keep walking forward and, and helping others heal as well. So thank you again so much. And thank you, thank you for you having for me. It's been wonderful to share this information and have this conversation with you because the more we share and talk about it, the more people come to learn and, and hear this information and know that it's possible for them.